0: on a journey with us to find the right tools to grow your business with our digital series from the tees we're creating a space to talk about the business side of beauty as part of an open honest conversation to help you significantly increase your take home from the salon our goal is to help you take your base wherever you're at and make your own custom formula for success with practical advice salon experts and boots on the ground specialists listen to tea stocks in this feed once a month Retailing products starts before it gets to the salon. Product companies have to retail to stylists and salon owners first, proving their product is worth being used, worth believing in and worth talking about, so that ultimately stylists can turn around and do the same thing for clients. Retailing should be led with passion and purpose, but don't just take it from us. This month on the Tease Talks, we're talking with Ben Barkworth, owner and creative director for Just Be Salon and founder of Fast Foils, to talk about how retail works for him, how it can work for you, and the flip side of retail as a product founder. British-born, Toronto-raised Ben Barkworth is a celebrity stylist who knows and loves everything about hair, styles, and colors. As a mentor and award-winning international trendsetter in the industry, Ben leads with a mission to inspire, educate, and create in everything he does. With more than 14 years of experience in providing world-class premium experience to his clientele, His work is highly sought after and has been seen on high-profile runways on models at London and New York Fashion Weeks, as well as prestigious magazine pages. To his clients, Ben is the best hairstylist who masters precision haircuts and the go-to expert for achieving the hair colors they desire. In 2018, Ben founded Fast Foils. He founded the brand to provide black hair foils to transfer and hold heat more effectively than regular foils, delivering up to 25% faster processing time and eliminating the need to use damaging higher levels of developers. All right, so welcome to the podcast. We are super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. You bet. So we're going to dig into it. I want to know a little bit about your background. So start at the beginning. Um, Tell us how you got into the salon professional space.
1: Sure. You know, when I look back at the past 14 years, it's quite amazing what career you can have. And I know there's a lot of other things happening right now as movements in the industry. And, you know, is it a profession and all of that? And just where I've been able to grow my career in this industry and where it started was by fluke. And I was in the hospitality business prior to being a hairstylist. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the grind of hospitality is, it's hard. You're working when everybody else is having fun. You're on your feet, the late hours. And I just remember just being like, you know, like I really don't want to be doing this anymore. Yeah. And I was 25 at the time. And one of my friends said, I'm going to go to hair school. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go with you. And I never been <laughs> home. I didn't know how to do a blow dry. Uh, I, I had no clue what I was doing at all. Wow. And I called my parents and I'm like, I'm going to go to hair school. They're like, what? Like you've already got your career kind of thing. And I was like, no, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But I was like, I'm going to give it this. Yeah. And now I own a salon in Toronto. Yeah. And I run it very much like a restaurant. Interesting. And it's customer service focused. Okay. It's experience focused. Okay. and even the way the staff work with each other is full hands in full hands out. And we make sure that we run it as a team because yeah. there is no I in team and it is very much experience based when, when in the salon as well.
0: That's a great segue into the salon. Tell us a little bit about just the salon.
1: You know, I needed to be pushed out of the, uh, <laughs> the nest to uh, then- <laughs> you know expand my wings. And that's when I started looking uh at, what do I want the experience to be okay. and what do I want the guests to feel like when in the salon? And I wanted a place where people could be bold, be brave, be beautiful, just be, which is where the name is. That's
0: amazing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's about inner
1: beauty meeting exterior beauty of hair and making people feel runway ready when they're walking down the street and when they leave the salon. And as I was saying, it's about that experience. And I wanted a place that was gender neutral, that was focused on the guest in the chair um, from the moment they walk into the moment they leave to be curated for them to feel relaxed, but it being a safe, energetic, beautiful space for them. Um, And that in 2015 is when Just Be was uh, formed. So we just celebrated our eighth year anniversary. Amazing.
0: What has been the hardest part about owning a salon in the past eight years?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Which one's the hardest? Um, You know, I, uh, everything is an experience. And if you're, if you're not willing to Mm -hmm. give it your all and I was laughing with my mom this morning, and I was like, they say, if you, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And, and she chuckles. She goes, you work every day of your life. <laughs> Which I love to do. Um, hard, experience, hard moments um, come with experiencing. I think if you wear it on your shoulders, mm-hmm. don't just put it as, you know, a page in the book. Then it becomes, you know, something that builds up and can snowball into a negative experience. Good point. I mean, one of the hardest moments that we've gone through as as business owners is definitely um, the lockdowns in Toronto. Yeah, was one of the hardest. So we were, we were closed for thirteen months, wow. and you know, how do you keep your business open? We weren't able to get any government support, uh, and we had to draw a line in the sand and say if we hit that number we're not going to be able to continue. Yeah. So that was probably the hardest in the eight years. Yeah. (laughs) But when it comes to experience with running the business, Mm -hmm. definitely the salon walkout. Ah, okay. That staff walkout uh, is extremely hard. When you go from having four full-time staff to you and your assistant um, and that happened to me in 2019 Wow! and yeah, that was really hard. Like, where do you put people where right. it's fully booked? Yeah. Um, you know, and I've got to cover now four people's revenue to keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. And also the, the pain of what that does to you right. personally of why did they leave? Yep. Did I do something wrong? Um, fortunately it wasn't me. They just decided that they were going to go together and open their own at it, but without notice and without.
0: Yeah, that's that's hard.
1: Yeah. So I, I would say that was definitely one of my hardest things, but then also time management. You have to balance your time because you can always work. It can, I mean, I, I do 18 hour days regularly, but it's a learning how to do that balance. Yeah. You can't do everything all at once and you can't do everything. I mean, that's why we sold B Side Beauty, was because our bandwidth just couldn't take any more. And you can't maintain at that level. So it's just, I would say, time management is definitely one of them. But then also, you know, checking in with your staff, making sure that they are happy, making sure that they aren't going to leave and supporting them with health benefits and supporting them with education outside of the salon, but also in salon education and time off and all those things that it means to actually be a true leader uh, when running a salon.
0: Amazing. Um, I want to switch to a little bit of like the retail and business side of owning a business. Um, talk to me about how you retail your products. And the reason I'm asking is because we know that we can, as stylists, you know, tack on additional revenue if we're retailing properly, right? Or if we're really pushing that. What's your philosophy on retailing products?
1: First of all, you have to believe in the product. Yeah. You're not going to get to sell something that you don't believe in. Also, if you don't believe in it, you're not going to use it. And if you're not using it, you're not going to sell it. True. And you have to know what the product is doing to the canvas of the hair and what products, um, what they can help the hair. Yeah. You know, if you're putting on something that is uh, a heavy conditioning treatment on fine hair, it's going to weigh it down. You know, so it's really knowing the key ingredients of the product, using it, believing it, and then talking about it. If I'm not using it in, in one of my guests' hair, and i would be like, oh, this is this great hairspray, but I didn't use it on you. I used another one. You, I mean, you're never going to be able to sell it. Um, but then also when you're doing, when you're using the product, talking about it, but prescribe it of this is why.
0: Great point. Mm-hmm.
1: And don't push it. Just advise. Like, this is why we used it. This is a heat protector. This is a curl enhancer. Um, this is protein based. This is, you know, this is going to give you more volume. Um, and work with it and let them touch it, let them smell it, let them feel it. And yeah, and then, uh, you know, when we're talking about cashing out, I always just walk over to the front desk and say, do you like the hair product? Um, and then if they're going on vacation, do they need something that is a yeah. uh, uh, do they need travel sizes? Do they need to protect their investment? Right. So that's another thing that we're talking about with product is this is protecting the investment that they just invested in, in a color service in the salon.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because you don't often think about it that way. It truly is an investment of time, dollars, and you want to maintain. You want to look like you just left the salon.
1: Absolutely. And don't overprescribe. You know, um, I mean, it's always great when someone takes a bag home and they've got five to ten products in it. But nobody can afford that. Just pick what you think is best for them at that time. And also for salon owners, have a range of products. If you have something that is only luxury top tier, mm-hmm. people may not buy it. Yeah. But if you have different lines that have different price points, entry-level price points, mid-level price points, then you have something for everyone that's coming in. Yeah. Someone may not be able to spend $60 on a shampoo, but they may be able, to be able to spend 20
0: Yeah. Great point. What do you look for in good products to use? the salon and to retail?
1: Uh, first of all, the quality of the product. I believe my philosophy is that if it's editorial focused, that it will work for the stylist. It's not going to be too heavy. You can work with it. You're not going to over build up on it. And, you know, scent, the smell, the experience of it needs to be, you know, not overpowering. Um, you know, you don't have to drive with your windows down when you leave the salon. (laughs) You know, and also, you know, how is it sourced? Where is it sourced from? Is it ethical? They're all key, key, key parts to when we select, um, and what I select to use and what I take on set.
0: Amazing. Um, now we're going to pivot a little bit into, well, a lot into this little idea, amazing invention that you had called Fast Foils. Um, you recently debuted the company, but you started it in 2018. Correct. If somebody doesn't know what are Fast Foils, give me the rundown. Tell me how it <laughs> Sure.
1: Fast Foils, for those that don't know, uh, it is a high-performance hair foil that has endothermic technology. And what that means is it will absorb warmth from the environment around the foil. It is a ultra black coated foil that will help speed up your processing time by a minimum of 25% when living in a warm environment. It will protect the integrity of the hair because when you're doing a highlighting service or lifting service, to speed up our processing time, we usually have to bump up our developer or if we're starting on a lower level, we have to bump it up. And what does that do when we're doing a, a, a color or lightning service? It's actually opening the gates too fast and it actually dies off. So you usually end off at a warm level eight versus, you know, a clean nine or 10, but you're creating damage. So as fast falls, we celebrate only having to use low levels of developer. Oh, wow. so you don't create that snap of the cuticle by opening it too quick and trying to remove the melanin too fast. So we use 10 volume and 20 volume. Uh, max depending on even if you're starting at a level one and trying to get to a level 10 we get a true 10 levels of lift wow and it does it in a faster processing time but you or, or you also get that superior lifting capabilities
0: wow that's incredible
1: and the difference with our company is it's led with passion and purpose but all about efficiency but Education. Yeah. We believe at Fast foils that it is our job to provide an education program on how to work smarter, not harder behind the chairs. Okay. So providing tools that are extra wide, providing foils that are extra long, but then also teaching different patterns and placements in our education platform that is free for everyone that we can teach stylists that we can place them in different directions and patterns to cover more ground and get more depth. So we can do a full install with 25 foils. So it takes us 15 to 20 minutes to do a full install versus your traditional 45 to an hour. Our process time is 15 minutes to 20 minutes. So we've taken a three hour service that we now can do in and out the door in 90 while protecting the integrity of the hair a cleaner lift. And when you think about that, that generates more revenue for the stylist. For sure, yeah. I can see more clients in the same working time. So if I can see five set of highlights in a day, think about what that can do over the course of a year. Or you can create freedom. Mm -hmm. You don't have to work five days a week. Maybe I can do the same amount, but do it in three days a week or four days a week, which would then let you have more balance. You can do a photo shoot. You can see your family or friends, but then also you've got to think about the end consumer, the guest that's in the chair. Right. We have healthier hair strands. And who wants to be in a salon for three to five hours?
0: Right. I mean, it's a whole undertaking in, as a consumer too. You're blocking out a half of a day. So there's just layer upon layer of benefits.
1: I mean, when I'm working behind the chair midday, I would say 90% of the salon is either on their phone or the laptop. Yeah, for sure. Because they working from home yep. in the salon.
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do is work in the salon. I'm like, oh, it's like heaven. But
1: <laughs> Because they can't block off three hours for a full set of highlights, the cut and the full service. Right. So we can provide a premium service to our guests by getting them in and out faster. That's interesting. Why would everyone wins?
0: Right. So, what do you want stylists and salon owners to know when it comes to companies marketing their products, knowing both sides of the industry?
1: Um, lead with passion, lead with purpose uh, it definitely needs to come from here and not here yeah if you're only striving to get that final dollar um you know about is the guest experience or is it you know when you're marketing and and you split that marketing budget up i mean. I'm the worst for the budget word, but I do get told by my team, um, you know, making sure that you're not overspending, yeah. making sure that you're putting it into the right kind of marketing campaign for, for uh, fast foils. you know, is it the influence of marketing? Is it paid advertised dollars with magazines? Is it uh, the education? Is it, uh, you know, and, and who's that, who is that actually you're tar- trying to target? Uh, and I think dividing it up across different platforms is really important.
0: Yeah. Smart. All right. Another question. Is there something that has always, you know, I don't want to say annoyed, but made you think about product companies marketing to you, you know, hey, stylist, buy this. Hey, stylist, we like this innovation. Now you're a founder. And oh, I understand why they were doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, as when, when I have that salon owner <laughs> hat on and you know, you have the sales rep coming in and going right. to show you that newest thing and you're blocking off a half hour meeting and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Like, no, I don't want to try another shampoo. But I get it now because persistency is key. Yeah. And if you're trying to send a message to your customers about uh, a specific story because if it as a as a product manufacturer, if it doesn't get pulled out of that bag when you have five minutes, they're never going to use it. And it's the follow up, because if someone does get a sample of fast foils and they get dropped off or they won it in a contest or something like that, mm-hmm. are we following up with them to say, hey, did you like them? How would you like to improve them? Right. Um, you know, I, I have bins of shampoos and conditioners that I'm like, does anybody want some? Like, here's another dry <laughs> shampoo at the salon. Um, but I, sometimes it's never followed up on. Great point. So as also then as advice to those either sales reps, product manufacturers, follow up, persistency is key. Uh, we just got a launching with a new distributor in Toronto and, uh, I bumped into him in Vegas. Oh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get David to bring on these foils for years. I have stopped in, I've done the cold call at the distribution head office and be like, Hey David, how are you? Like, what about the foils? Sent emails in the past four years been like, let's meet up at Prop. And I bumped into him literally in the cafe. And I was like, David, how are you? And He's like, fine, Ben. Yes, we want to bring in your foils. <laughs>
0: <All> <laughs> so, right, The consistency is key. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, if you could give a 30-second pitch to a salon owner about why they should invest in fast foils, what would it be?
1: So, I mean, the first thing is obviously you're providing a premium service for the guest. Yeah. We're protecting the integrity of the hair, protecting the canvas, uh, and we're getting them in and out of the salon faster. So therefore they can get back to their busy lives. Everyone's got other things that they need to be doing and don't want to be spending the time in the salon, especially nowadays. Everything is instant. But second of all, We can help stylists have freedom and generate more revenue. And if you take those numbers of if I see one extra set of highlights a day, just one, at an average cost of $200 for a set of full highlights, on average. Now, if you see one extra set of highlights a day, it's an extra $48,000 in revenue per stylist.
0: Wow.
1: Now, if you're charging $100 for a set of highlights,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's $24,000 extra. Now, if you're charging $500 for a set of highlights, the math's mapping on that. So it's about freedom. It's about revenue. It's about protecting and providing that premium service for the guest.
0: It really sounds like a no-brainer, to be honest, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been building our influencer program yeah. over the last year. Mm-hmm. And we're talking with iconic artists uh, globally. And I want their true feedback. And they're literally like, Ben, this actually works. Perfect this product works. And they're like, we'll never use anything else.
0: Wow. Tell us where we can find you on the socials, on the dot com, if we have Silas listening and saying, all right, I'm ready to up my game. We're going to do it.
1: Yeah. So my um, personal uh, personal slash professional Instagram is Ben underscore Barkworth. Uh, you've got our product line uh, Fast Foils, which is at Fastfoils. uh Barkworth Bespoke Beauty. So Barkworth underscore Bespoke beauty, uh, is my editorial and my professional, uh, work with my agency. Uh, so I do all my photo shoots are all listed on there. Cool. And, uh, the salon is at just Be salon.
0: All right. There we go. Well, thank you for your time. It was wonderful getting to know your story. And again, as I mentioned, cheering you on from the sidelines, but I don't think you're going to need it. I think, I think it's, I think you're headed in the right direction.
1: And just uh, a reach out that all the informational is on www.fastfoils.ca.
0: Okay.
1: Because we are a company and we celebrate that. (laughs) Um, So it's fastfoils.ca if you want to check out the education or where we're going to be our next show and then more information on that.
0: Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining this month's episode of Tea Stocks. Join us next month for another episode. Tease Talks is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.